Maybe she had actually considered his feelings, he wondered. Maybe it was the actual fault of the baby itself that did it. Maybe that had been what it was. Whatever the case, it suddenly didn't matter. Nathan was starting to get sick again. He was holding Debbie's purse for her and quickly began to rummage through it, looking for the dough. It wasn't there, though. The weight of her decision, along with the increasing need to get high, was combining to create a really serious state of miserableness that he had never experienced before. There was no doubt in his mind, especially over the past several weeks, that he, turning into a full-blown junkie, was going to have to deal with this. His habit, which he had once had what he thought was under control, had crossed the line into something that was bigger than him. Instead of him controlling it, it was telling him when to shoot up. It didn't seem to care where he was and whether he even had the stuff or not. But when it spoke, it meant now. Over the past ten days or so, Nathan had begun to notice the consequence to not listening to it. It got mad at him and made him sick. He had once read an article about Kurt Cobain and how he had started using heroin to ease the stomach problems he was having. Then, when it was time for him to take Nirvana to play some concerts in Australia, he realized he wasn't going to be able to get any while away from home. So he tried to stop, but he couldn't. It had snuck up on him, too. Damn, what was Debbie thinking when she didn't put that bag in her purse, he thought. Nathan's body was covered in beads of sweat like an athlete training, but his short-sleeved shirt wasn't near enough to keep the cold chills from racing up and down his arms in regular intervals. Goosebumps protruded on his upper arms like bad acne. Nausea was slowly but without a doubt setting in as well. It had been days since he'd eaten anything substantial, and because of that, the possibility of throwing up scared him a little. Fear and sickness, not good companions. Paranoid sort of gut-tugging that replaced the pleasure of Debbie's decision was upon him. Or was it that Debbie's decision was making him feel confused? He couldn't decide. Either way, though, he'll hit a brick wall, and he was beginning to, and it was beginning to splatter. Ready? 
a payphone by the restrooms located at the end of the hall next to the elevators. She said it as if it were a speech she gave a hundred times a day. I just, but before Nathan could finish, that'll be $318 in Ocho cents. Nathan was really starting to dislike this girl. He sure didn't feel like playing. She seemed a little put out at the fact that he didn't laugh. He counted out two $100 bills and six twenties and waited as she slowly counted back the dollar and change she owed him. It was disgusting, he thought. The whole thing was no different than going to Burger King. You ask for something, they give it to you, you pay them, then they give you your change. Y'all come back and see us now here. If she would have said that, he would have punched her. He glanced at his watch. He had an hour. He quickly made his way to the payphone next to the public restroom and called information. The 35 cents came tumbling back down once he asked for the number to yellow cab. He repeated the number out loud several times while he was dropping the quarter and two nickels back into the phone. He dialed, gave the person answering the phone his location, and was told the waiting time would be about 15 minutes. He blew the elevator off and made his way down the stairs, instead where he went outside to wait. As promised, he was sitting in the cab and giving the driver the name of the hotel in less than 15 minutes. He didn't even notice the driver's strange look at him due to the fact that he was clutching a purse. He asked the driver to wait as he sprinted to the room once the cab had him at his destination. He found the dope exactly where he expected it to be. It wasn't a very original hiding place, but under the mattress had been Debbie's go-to for years. Nathan unfolded the bag, reached in, and grabbed a pinch of heroin then brought it to his nose and snorted like a pig. Instantly, he felt the float. Normalcy was returning. He couldn't have wiped the smile off his face for all the money in the world. It felt good. The nausea was leaving him. He folded the bag up and stuffed it in his pocket and sprinted back down to the waiting taxi. He told the driver to take him back to where he'd come from. The driver gladly obliged. The pinch of heroin he had snorted had been large and stout. He opened the door to the waiting area and walked inside. Debbie was sitting on one of the couches. She had been crying, it was obvious. Her eyes were red and her cheeks were stained with tears, which had recently been flowing. Where have you been, Nathan? she asked. He looked down at his watch. He had been gone for just short of an hour. I went back to the hotel to... To the hotel? You went back to the hotel? Yeah, to get... He dropped his voice to a whisper. To get the dough. That was more important. Debbie was angry. The tears started flowing again, taking the previously designated path. I didn't think you would wake up before then. Do you realize what I did for you today, Nathan? Do you? Nathan stumbled as he tried to sit next to her on the couch. Nathan, you're wasted, aren't you? I'm floating, he said, trying to lessen the severity of her situation by referring back to another time. He referred to a 
time of innocence. It was when Debbie's parents were still alive. It was before she was pregnant. She resented his carelessness in what he was saying. This isn't floating anymore, Nathan. You're a junkie. Before what, he asked. Before I made this decision today, Nathan leaned his head back on the couch. He just couldn't think clearly. Debbie stood and was almost as shaky as Nathan's drug-induced state as she tugged on his arm to get him up. He mumbled something about taking a nap, and she tugged even harder. This time she felt a slight pain in her stomach. Get up, she said, her clenched teeth. He did his ask, and they leaned on each other as they made their way out the door and toward the elevators. They hadn't heard the sliding glass door of the receptionist open while they had been talking. The receptionist and the nurse stood there, moralistically staring at the emotional exchange between Nathan and Debbie. Receptionist jaw moved up and down as her gum smacked. The nurse there next to her. Nathan overheard him say, The other one, who he thought to be the nurse, responded, Pathetic. Meanwhile, the clown in the examining room waited to cheer the next girl. Darkest Darker Dark. I'm Rodney Mathers. Goodbye for now.